Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of Made the Time. This week we're joined by my cousin and lifelong friend JT Milberger. We talk about the haunting of Bly Manor, the current state of the DC film universe, and as usual, the things we made time for since our last episode. Let's get into it. So, Ray, this week we're joined by JT Milberger, my cousin, lifelong friend, and buddy. Yo, what hey up, JT? <laughs> uh, JT, how does it feel to be the most esteemed guest on uh, Made the Time? Oh, it's a real honor. Yeah. This It'll be is, our very you know, first. I'd like to thank God and <laughs> my family. I, I was going to say, as our first guest, it makes you the most of all the different categories. <laughs> Yeah, well, and our 10th anniversary. First. Yeah, our 10th anniversary. We're gonna have you there too. The first guest uh, again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure this will be like first of uh, many guest appearances uh, since yeah. a lot of your interests cross over with ours. This week, uh, I guess we gotta get, we gotta make you lead on this because uh, yeah, I I think you have something interesting to talk about despite how much uh, you might be downplaying it. But you're doing a, a 3131 for horror movies. Yeah, I'm attempting to anyway. You know, life kind of happens. I'm, I think I'm like two behind so far, but I'm I'm attempting it. <laughs> Out of those, are there any are there any highlights? I know you uh, have one in particular you kind of hated, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I I won't go into that one too much. It's the Tall Man. It's on Hulu. If you care to see how bad it is, um, highlights. I mean, my favorite one I've watched so far is Shaun of the Dead, and nice. That's not really a hot take or anything, considering it's been perfect for it's um, just a masterpiece yeah it, it, i agree it's, it's it's only a masterpiece you know hey like, also if you wanted a movie about tall man you should have just asked me and jordan <laughs> i know yeah I just film y'all walking around i actually watched the adams family last night for like the first time since i was a little kid and i nice. really forgot how much i enjoyed that movie <laughs> you know just the whole atmosphere and how goofy it is and it, it's just it's a great one to watch it with the kids they loved it so you said Morticia and Gomez were still hot, right? Oh yeah, they're they're still the hottest. Like so do, hot, right? Do, do you like? Ca- <laughs> do you catch like like the little in the windows you didn't catch as a kid, like watching? Oh the movie yeah, and that? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, her yeah, uh, Morticia and Gomez are just like fucking animals. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they yeah. <laughs> Relationship goals, understand. Oh, yeah. They, they crammed as uh, much sexual attention as they could into a PG-13 movie. They really did. <laughs> hey, dude, I actually saw movie. something. It was a something from the uh, screenplay that it the you know the scene near the beginning of the movie when they were talking. You know, she's talking about like you made all these sounds last night, and she's like, "Do it again." And and in the uh, screenwriter, the notes he was like, "I know this is a kids movie, but it needs to be shown that they are <laughs> fuck crazy." Basically, <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised they don't have more kids. Honestly. Yeah, no, but it, it it was it was great. Um, I actually watched Child's Play, the original one, for the first. I've, I haven't seen that. I don't even know uh, if I've ever actually seen it in, in full. And I, I watched that, and I actually enjoyed that a lot more than I expected. Do you, know, do just, you feel like if he, if she just would have punted the guy out of the window, that would have been? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that would have solved the whole problem. It would have solved everything. <laughs> yes. 
I watched the remake last year Ooh. where you know Mark Hamill's voices Chucky and yeah, I thought it was trash. But uh, that was an inspired casting choice, right? Though yeah, like, even, even had, though it wasn't good, it was like a it was a good choice if you're gonna redo it. Yeah, the potential yeah. Oh, was yeah, so absolutely. high for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Every not, nothing else really of note that I've watched that's been exciting. Um I've still got some on my list, you know, that I kinda do every year, like obviously Halloween, you know, Michael Myers Halloween. Oh uh, man. I got the witch, for that hereditary, movie. you know, just like I could go on about those, but we can save that for later. <laughs> Quick side note: I, I was having a conversation with Tristan about this last night. But mm-hmm. would you consider the Lighthouse a horror movie? Hmm. I think it's it, it's a it could be a very psychological type horror, almost in the vein, you know, just because we're talk about it later, but almost in the vein of like Bly Manor. Which I mean, I know that has jump scares and stuff, but it, it plays very much into like the psyche of the characters. And right. I think I think the lighthouse could be considered a uh, I hate the phrase but like a heightened horror almost. <laughs> it's definitely got spooky stuff on it. Yeah, so the suspense is real. Yeah, I say I'd, I'd say it's more of a thriller than anything, but right, you know, seven. You know, the movie Seven is considered a thriller, and I consider that a Halloween movie. So <laughs> <laughs> true. Just like movie. just like Die Hard is a oh like, my god, no no doubt a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's a movie that takes place at Christmas time. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad we all agree on this. <laughs> we would fight oh, half the internet. I, for I, that. I don't know that because that makes Batman Returns a Christmas. <laughs> and I can't stand Batman Returns. It, is Batman Returns not a Christmas movie? It, it, it's a movie that takes place at Christmas. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Good answers. Good answers. <laughs> all right. Well, what about you, Ray? What did you get into this last week? Um, or I guess two weeks because we, it's been a bit. We're, we've been uh, we've been slumping a bit as far as uh, our schedule goes. Oh yeah, um, it's given me time to kind of binge watch some shows. Uh, Bly Manor, but we're gonna talk about that a little bit later. That's been that's been a great great show to watch. Uh, watching uh, a horrible, uh, I guess Halloween movie or not even Halloween, just horror movie, but Puppet Master: The Littlest Reich. Trash. <laughs> no. <laughs> The, the plot. I mean, trash. With, the t- with the title like that, I, I was honestly expecting a goat movie, but <laughs> <laughs> look, it, it has it holds no candle to the original. It the the cast was not bad actually. If you actually look at the cast, you'd be like, okay, there's potential. But then you look at the the story. Whoever wrote it must have been a kid from fifth grade. I don't know. Even <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, it, it it just did not work. It it, it would. It would uh, pretty much kill off people like off screen and like people would die the dumbest ways and not even from the puppets that, that are supposed to be terrifying. And for what it was, I wish I'd get li- my life back from that. So <laughs> so not a uh, worthy uh, dead silent successor then, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Go go watch the originals. Uh, that, that'll do you right. <laughs> it, you you you. I, like I said, I uh, I said this before. Uh, I rather watch Leprechaun Back to the Hood, honestly. <laughs> Are those but, streaming um, anywhere? But uh, oh yeah, this this uh, actually I paid for it, which which hurts even more. I got oh my god, my, on Amazon Prime, <laughs> I, I rented it for two ninety nine. I wish I had that oh, wow. back. 
So I have a long list of suggestions that I've sent you over the years that I'm sure you haven't watched any of, and you spent $3 to watch a bad movie. <laughs> Actually, I, I wish I would have watched the, a movie JT was, was going to watch, or has watched, the Hereditary. I keep on hearing about it, and I need to God do it. damn it. I've talked to you about that like explicitly. Like, that, that, well, that movie, yeah. it, it's not like typical horror, but it gets under your skin. Like, <laughs> Yeah. It, it, it'll, I'm down like, for it, that. It, it, it made me like after after I watched it, I, I like had to just sit on the couch and just be like, "Fuck." <laughs> yeah, just yeah. T- to get a little pretentious, I think it's what we would call an emotional horror. Oh yeah, that that reminds me of that um one movie, the summer summer midsummer midsummer midsummer. Oh it's yeah, directed it's by the, the same director. <laughs> oh geez, no, yeah. if it's gonna make me feel Ari like Aster. that, <laughs> yeah, dude, that 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 fucked me up too. I I thought the northern. I, you know, Europe would be, you know, a pretty chill place to go. I, I rethought that. <laughs> I'm, it was chill. The, the sun was always out. <laughs> yeah, they, they were all they were all very welcoming. Uh, you know, they they were all they were all uh, all about the sex and stuff. I don't I don't yeah. see the problem. I mean, at least they don't send their elders to homes. I guess you know, <laughs> there's some positives there. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a movie that you wanted to talk about too. You said that was doing well in Japan. Ah, yes. So, right now in anime news, <laughs> in Japan, all the theaters have been sold out, and it's for a great uh, anime that started, uh, I want to say, last year, Demon Slayer. Uh, great show. It's about a teenage boy. He he goes to collect wood for his family. You know, they live in the mountains, and he, you know, he goes back. He goes for like a day or two. He comes back. On his way back, he notices something's wrong. Uh... He finds family members all just destroyed, and this is all in the first episode, just like like massacred in in the place they were living at. It was his mother, and and he found one of his sisters still alive. So he tried to carry her back to the village, right? And so this go on the story is uh, as, as it goes on, you he gets stronger. He get he learns different sword techniques because they use F- swords. follows the shonen anime. Yeah, yeah, coaster. yeah. And they they evolve. Uh, learn how to, to destroy demons and they have a movie that came out recently after the 26 episodes of that came out before already right it was very successful last year and so the movie's doing really good in japan it sold out all theaters 42 million dollars in three days that's unheard of for anime you know big budget movies you know like hollywood that's you know not not too bad of an opening but but for anime i mean in japan like, that's that's a that's a thick opening because yeah the, yeah yeah and uh and people are, are coming in uh that i've heard i've seen stories of the theaters even having to they're breaking their rules to let people in even though during these COVID times to have the full capacity because people are just buying out tickets about i think it was about a 1.34 million tickets were bought so my question is uh like uh, do you like have to watch the series or watch the movie i assume so right so yes, um, for people who watched all the first uh, part, right, the twenty six episodes, this goes mm-hmm. right into the the next arc. So I'm not sure if they're when they come back for the next for the arc, right? Are, are they gonna? I don't know if they're gonna do it by picking up from the movie. Yeah, are they gonna pick up from the movie, or they're gonna redo that whole part, that whole arc, right, and do it as episodes? So it's really interesting. Uh, I haven't I haven't read or I haven't read anything that tells me either way. 
So people are just jumping to see this uh, movie because it pretty much will give them the next arc if in one buy. So, and people are, are, are craving that stuff over there in Japan and also in America. You see some merch at Hot Topics and stuff like that. Uh, people are really buying it. So, it'll really, be interesting to see if it has the same success over here whenever it comes over. I well, yeah, when, uh, when that day it, comes uh, anyways. Yeah. So Funimation is going to bring it uh, into 2021 in theaters. You know, we'll see how that goes with COVID times as well. That's definitely something I want to see. Um, if if they could, you know, if it's safe, safer to maybe release it on their uh, app, you know, the Funimation app, I would buy it too. So I'm hoping either way, whether it's in theaters or at home, where it's safer. If 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 we haven't had the, the you know, the cure for COVID, or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Whenever that comes, right? <laughs> you know, and yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. It's definitely a great show. Uh, definitely check it out, guys. Uh, 26 episodes right now. You can watch it in Japanese and English. Uh, they have subtitles, all that good stuff. Uh, check would, it out. Would, you, would you say is it not kid friendly? Not kid friendly. Yes, because that okay. first episode really wrecks you. You literally see the okay. dismembered parts of his family in his house. <laughs> Okay, so my, my oldest daughter, she's like really into anime. Like, uh, she's obsessed yeah. with My Hero Academia. And <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, Shows good. My hero, my hero, even though it has some blood parts, right? It's um, it's more bruisey, kind of like you know, you got punched in the face kind of thing. Whereas mm-hmm. this is like when well, demons are pretty messed up, they literally probably clawed you to death or like ate okay. half your like arm and leg and stuff like that. So. There's, there, and she, they all had different pretty powers. Dark, so she would probably enjoy it, but yeah, she probably would. Yeah, <laughs> on the down low, you know, hey, if you're listening, enjoy it. <laughs> it. It's a it's a sweet it's a sweet show. It's about a brother taking care of his sister, no matter yeah. how much she changed, and just trying to figure out how to fix that. Along with, fi- you know, fighting the demons, he has to be careful of the people he's working with, the de- the actual right. demon slayers, because they don't they see all demons as they're going to eventually turn on you and eat you or kill you, whatever they do. And they don't just do that. They also have powers and stuff like that later on. If the, the higher ranking demons that live long enough. Yeah, it, it gets crazy. The synopsis of the show is like uh, a lot of people died. But in the yeah. end, we learned the value of family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he literally he literally has to carry his sister around because she can't be in the sunlight. So it's kind of vampirish, like I was saying before. He carries her in a box everywhere and at nighttime. Daytime, if someone gets like a crack in that box, she's gonna get fried. Honestly, so Jesus, yeah. So yeah, moving on. <laughs> what about you, Jordan? How what you doing this past week? Uh, well, I mostly did uh, Dragon Age stuff. Ooh, yeah. The the team that made Mass Effect, uh, it's their, I guess their, uh, it was their redheaded stepchild type series. But since Mass Effect, you know, kind of shit the bed, it's kind, it's more or less <laughs> taken over the. I guess the front line, they, it's their next big game that they have coming out, I think, next year, I believe. I, I started playing Inquisition PC, and it, it's pretty good. Like, so far, I have about, like, 50 hours in or so. Nice. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for that Mass Effect magic, and, it, it, and while I'm enjoying it a lot, it doesn't quite doesn't have it. Quite yeah. Have it, yeah. I, I played it myself, too. Um, I played as a, a, a woman elf, a dark elf, a woman dark elf. And mm. let me tell you, those people are racist as hell in the Dragon Age <laughs> Inquisition. <laughs> yeah, this like, is not Lord of the Rings. This is like the the the, el- the elves are not the high race. They're the, yeah. bad. They literally disliked you for all those reasons. And, you know, as you play through the game, you start kind of gaining kind of like um, some kind of uh, support. <laughs> 
like mm-hmm. they 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 begrudgingly have to support you because you're actually doing something. You're, you're literally elf Jesus. Yeah, you're, cho- you're chosen by God to like yeah. save the lands and you know. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I don't know <laughs> the humanists. You know the people <laughs> they just don't believe. <laughs> it, you know it, it, it's funny and it's it's cool to kind of see some of the story points and and just get some of those uh, talking points out there and see the reactions of certain uh, characters in the game so i really enjoy it you know and it's not it's not at the same like mass effect right no but it, but but, <laughs> but you still get some um enjoyable moments moments and the one thing that i will say is God, I hate that ending because it, it pisses me off. Uh, of Dragon Age or Mass yeah. Effect? Uh, Dragon Age. Oh, don't tell me that. I won't. I won't tell you, but I hate it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not worried about spoilers. Don't tell me it's bad. I'm so I'm invested. Oh, I, 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 I won't say I hate it for like like the choices you have like in Mass Effect, right? But I hate it for certain of Does certain it hate characters. A good way or yeah. Like, Okay. Yeah, it's like it's like you son of a bitch. That they that that's 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 the okay. The, the I feeling you'll like have at the end. It was like a bad, like it was like a bad, badly written or something like that. I was about to be like, oh come on. But so so when was that make game made? How long ago was it? Like at the very beginning of play, PlayStation Four, right? Twenty fourteen. Yeah. So I've been waiting all this time to to fucking figure out. For now you can reasons. buy a PlayStation Five. Yeah, and that, that's literally if, if they continue it, I, I want to know why this. Yeah, this person pissed me off. Well, so supposedly it takes place after the events of Inquisition, almost directly. So I, I, I guess you'll be getting that. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't looked up any trailers or anything like that. I just i I want to get the same high I got from Mass Effect again. And so far, right. it's doing a lot for me, but it's not. Um, it's not quite to that point. I don't know. Maybe we'll see it get there in the second half. But uh, I did that, and I watched The Thing again. Pr- pretty convinced that, uh, it, well, it's kind of like uh, timely given Among Us's, you know, success, and Among Us is just like The Thing, the video game. And uh, Tristan and I watched it. It's pretty awesome. Kurt Russell's a badass. Uh, I want his hat. It's like one of those, like, <laughs> you know, you know those, uh, like, 49er type hats where it's like straight. It's like a cowboy hat where the it's like flipped yeah. up straight in the front and back. Yeah, uh, I wanted it, uh, and I, it, I, I'm gonna be Kurt. I'm gonna be Kurt Russell from the thing next uh, Halloween. Oh, dude, I already got my Halloween. Uh, I'm gonna be the great Michael Myers, dude. It's gonna be great. <laughs> That's my costume for this year. The question I have about the thing is: Are you gonna watch the 2011 remake? Ooh, I don't know. Uh, I hear that it's not super great, but I hear it's interesting. Uh, so it's it's a remake prequel type thing. It. Um, yeah. I don't. Oh, I don't know if you guys remember the plot points of the thing, uh-huh. but basically, uh, the movie starts out with the group of scientists from one. Uh, Antar- uh, I, I think it's Alaska and Antarctica. One really cold uh, research base, <laughs> going to <laughs> another in, base in go Norway ahead. or something. Yeah, it's someplace like super cold. They go from they go from one of the like facilities to a sister facility with a bunch of Norwegians. It is Norwegians that are there. Okay. Maybe that's what oh. I'm thinking of. Then. Yeah. So I don't remember they, exactly where it's at. Are the only thing that's good up there, the lights. <laughs> I think it is like, it's like, it's someplace uh, uninhabitable. I know that they, they made that point. I can't remember quite where it was, but anyways, they go over yeah. to this other base and they just find uh, this horribly disfigured, like grotesquely reanimated body. And like a, just the whole place is burned down. And uh, from there, 
they go back to their base and the thing wreaks havoc that all that stuff but what the prequel movie is supposed to be is what happened at that norwegian base oh i'm interested to watch it but everything i've heard about it is that it wasn't good so i i haven't decided yet isn't what the john carpenter one isn't that even like a remake of like a 50s sort of uh they so the one that came out in the 50s uh it's definitely like a spiritual reboot okay yeah the 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 one from the 50s is like a direct adaptation of a like a novella Uh, okay that wasn't even called a thing or anything like that and then the one that came out in the 50s shared some of the plot points of the john carpenter one but the john carpenter one more took the idea and brought it to a different location and made it more of a whodunit so than yeah, anything. Okay. Yeah. You know, you know what's great about that? John Carpenter is also the guy that did the original ha- Halloween, the first dude's, movie. Mm-hmm. Dude's good at scary movies, it's, it, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to check him out, yeah. Yeah, it scared, the, <laughs> scared the shit out of me a few times in my if, life. If y'all are ever interested, though, he actually does, he composes on, like, albums. He'll make an album. Oh. And, uh, he, he does it with his son. And he does the music for his own movies, right? Yeah, he did Halloween. Um, I don't know if he does them all, but he did do Halloween. Dude, that track, that track hits too. Oh yeah, Morricone did the soundtrack for the thing. That was right. But no, what I like, yeah, he recently he started like said doing albums. Like he'll just make like a like synthwave or whatever albums with his son, and I think they're on Spotify. But they're pretty good if nice. you're just looking for a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 80s synthwave John Carpenter music sounds fantastic. Yeah, it, it yeah, it's it's pretty great. I also think didn't didn't he direct Christine? Oh, Ooh, that's a good question. I don't when remember, it but it seems that seems like a John Carpenter joint. Uh, yeah, he, direct, he directed he directed uh Christine. Wow. That's crazy. Which, which I actually watched I watched that a couple months ago. Uh, I know Jordan and I we loved that movie growing up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, I watched it a couple months ago, and it it's cheesy, it's campy, it's you know, but it's it's so much fun. Like, <laughs> so I'd recommend that as a as a thirty one, you know, thirty one movie. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it, it's it's cheesy and campy, but it's still like weirdly scary, even though it's about yeah. a murderous vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you remember that movie about the murderous uh, semi tire? Oh, no, I oh, I was well, that, towards oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's actually a good one too, but or good bad if you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, no, it had like a goblin face, and it, it was a semi truck that went around and like got other semi trucks to kill people. I'm sure people are screaming at their podcasts. Yeah, right they probably now. are. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it sounds it sounds like one of those things we can probably let let just go oh, into the night. Maximum overdrive. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Can I um actually hop in about one of the movie I forgot to mention, uh, I'm in play you know and with Shaun of the Dead being like the best I've watched, uh, <laughs> I watched Psycho again. Oh yeah, I love that movie, and I think it's an absolutely perfect movie. Yeah, it it, it, it deserves it, its like, own. It, for me, it's like that's like the pinnacle of like thriller movies. You know, I mean, it, it, and it's so iconic. You know, just the 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 shower scene and the music and yeah. you know the I mean, yeah, I. You know the plot twist at the end, and uh, that's crazy. You know, I, I highly recommend if anybody is okay with watching black and white movies and hasn't seen mm-hmm. Psycho. Like, <laughs> it, it made so it, many it, side really spinoffs. Perfect movie. Yeah, what's up? It, it made so many side spinoffs too. Uh, like later oh, yeah. on, it just inspired a lot of different things. So that's definitely a great recommendation. 
Plus, it's got Jamie Lee Curtis's mom in it. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a, that's amazing. It, it, I, and I think it's so great that she went on to you know Jamie Lee Curtis went on to become like the the know, horror queen of her generation, the scream queen. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the, the final queen, girl, yeah. everything. You know, like she <laughs> yeah. basically, yeah, like the can... groundwork for that. Okay, uh, well, if you guys are ready to go, then on to our next subject, uh, we're going to be talking about Bly Manor. Okay, so Ray, on our last episode, we completely biffed the uh, air date for Bly Manor. We didn't even know what it was, but we I thought it was a couple of weeks out, but it was like this past weekend. Literally. Like three days later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, anyways, if, if I had known it was releasing as soon as it was, I, I didn't even watch it like day one. I would have tried to knock it out before this episode. And JT, you haven't finished right either. What, what, Not, do you know what episode th- you're I'm on? I'm on episode seven, I think. Seven or eight. Oh, you're getting so close. I'm, I'm close, but not 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 quite. Close. Okay, so I, I'm on. I just finished episode five. So for <laughs> for the purposes of this podcast, I, w- I would like to have a spoiler discussion about it on another episode whenever we're like you know we've all completely watched it and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but for the purposes of this podcast, we can just do general impressions. And uh, if you're confident that a, a plot point happens before episode six. Then I'm cool talking about it, but I will cry if we spoil anything I've seen yet. Because I'm because I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm super into the show right now. Oh yeah, and you see a lot of things. Uh, you you end up seeing a lot of like Easter eggs in the background as you watch it from the did, beginning. Did they do the whole like hide a ghost in every scene thing that they did with uh, Hill House? Um, not every time, you know, because that that can be overdone, right? Uh, yeah, but. But there were like small little details you will miss the first time you watch it, and then when you when you finish it, you'll be like, "Oh, wow! Why didn't I notice that?" You know, so it, it it's really nice in the ways kind of making you watch it again sometime later on. Did, did you finish like, the whole thing, Ray? Oh yes, uh, I forgot oh, okay. to mention. I have finished the whole thing. Uh, what what an ending, honestly, really great. Uh, I won't say much more about that. So they, but, they, uh, they stuck it though. They yeah, I really did think they did. Uh. It, it, I will say, I'll, I'll be the man to say that it brought a tear to my eye. So, it, it, <laughs> hey, it, it was that it was that great of a show, though. It really so, was. so brave of you to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm. Uh, I'll say this much. I guess for anyone who doesn't want to hear any amount of spoilers for the show, I would say just go ahead and skip past this segment. I'll, uh, you know, in the editing process, come back and tell you what point to skip to in the podcast. Because I am going to talk a little bit about a point that I know all three of us have hit. Future Jordan here. Go ahead and skip ahead to 36 minutes and 10 seconds into the podcast recording if you don't want any Bly Manor spoilers. But I just watched uh, episode 5. It was focused around Miss Gross, I think it was. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so it's the one where she's basically like mentally time hopping. That that episode fucked me up. Right, it it made you realize the whole like wow, like what? <laughs> I I want to circle back around to this. I guess first we mm-hmm. should just cut. We should knock out like general impressions. But uh, yeah. Ray Ray, you said you liked it. JT, what do you think about it up to the point that you're at? Like where 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 does it I guess uh, hold up uh, when compared to like Hill House? I will say I was much more invested in Hill House. Um, I it kind of had the vibe I was I wanted. That's not just like Bly Manor is still great. Uh, Hill House for me was just like on another level. 
Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I probably sound like a masochist or something, but I really liked just like the uh, emotional turmoil that everybody was going through and like just how it was so well conveyed. You know, it. I, I've never watched like a show that like left me feeling so just bleak. And the fact that like Mike Flanagan was able to like convey that so well is why I liked it so much. Whereas Bly Manor, I feel like it's, it, it, it's, it's just a tonal, it's just a tonal difference for me. And I think I just like the tone of Hill House more and something, you know, it, I feel like Hill House seemed a lot more consistent with its episodes. Some of the stuff in Bly Manor, I feel like, like, I, cause it's, uh, I feel like every episode is like, it, it's, it's a little different, you know, than it's, it's almost, it, it's a serialized, you know, it's obviously a ser- serialized show, but I've, it, it, every episode has like a little different feel to it for me. Um, that, that could be just cause, uh, I know in Hill House, Mike Flanagan directed, I think he directed every episode. Whereas mm-hmm. this one, I think he only directed like one episode. So it could uh, just be the mix of different directors kind of giving their, you know, touches on every episode. But I, I, I do really like Bly Manor and I, I really do look forward to finishing it because I have heard that they stuck the ending pretty well and it's, yeah, pretty uh, emotional. Yeah, so for me, I, I hear I hear what you're saying, JT, and I agree too. With, not necessarily about where I like it as opposed, like when compared to Hill House, but that it does have a much different feeling, which... I think this is like the Parks and Rec of horror shows in that, like, they want you to like everyone in the cast. Right. Yeah. And they do more work to get you to that point where I feel like, uh, you know, a Hill House was. Yeah, you didn't really like anyone there. <laughs> yeah. They, 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 there was a lot of arguing. There was a lot of issues. Yeah. Uh, and and, and I, the Hill House was about horror and families where I feel like this. Mm-hmm series is about horror and love and yeah I, it's I think, kind of like the hereditary midsummer <laughs> yeah to, in a way <laughs> yeah I, I don't think it's hard to compare them but i do think that you are comparing they have two different mission statements i think one of yeah. them was about like a family coming together they were in a really bad dysfunctional place and yeah. they came together to resolve their issues where this is more like people who already enjoy each other and like each other kind of being not necessarily pulled apart, but kind of being picked at by yeah. the forces around them. And, uh, and I, I, I will say I'm, I'm really glad that they decided to go like a different angle than they did with Hill house. So it's not just a rehash. Yeah. Um, so I, I think yeah. I do appreciate that too, but yeah, no, I, I agree. Like what you're saying. It was the right choice that they made whenever they decided, yeah. hey, we're not going to we're not going to pick up with that house. Like, I think that they realized that Hill House did what it did and that they want to do something with the same or with the majority of the same cast and, you know, do yeah. something different. And I think that was the right call. And yeah, um, I, agree. I think I think for for me, I have enjoyed Hill House more because not not just not because I think it's necessarily the better show. But the horror hits a lot harder because I'm genuinely worried about anyone getting hurt. Because, like, I, I care. They, they've made you, like, by the point I'm at, they've made me care a lot about everyone at the house because they care of each other uh, and, and these yeah. kids that they've been charged with basically raising. At the blind man, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so anytime, like, the Miss Gross episode, again, like, I don't want to go too much into spoilers, but, like, um, whenever the the big twist is revealed at the end it was kind of devastating because like yeah you knew something was off the entire with her the entire season up to this point but then when you find out why it it is like it was some genius shit i'm also (laughs) really excited just because they decided to drop that twist halfway through the season 
Yes. Because um, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's like, I mean, I feel like in like a lot of other shows, that would have been like the, you know, ending shot of the show, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I'm really looking forward to like what, what they do with the rest of the show. Yeah. yeah. And broadly And broadly speaking, I thought the reveal of that twist was sickening that it was like yeah. literally moments before Danny, yeah. the main character showed up. It was literal seconds before she walked out. <laughs> the, the writing in that show is just on another level. Yeah, definitely. I hope, hope they keep carrying it on. Yeah. So I think uh, just uh, to backpedal a little bit, cause I do want to give like a broader overview of what the series is. It's, you know, uh, an American woman, she comes to the UK, uh, ends up becoming the nanny for two children living in the English countryside. House haunted, kids creepy. That that's the whole. <laughs> th- that's that's the general like idea behind the show. But All it's right. but for so far the show has been about the relationships between the the characters. You know, which sounds like fairly par for the course with any show. But like it's more just about like their willingness to care for these children and each other throughout the process, and about like the you know Danny falling in love with another one of the characters on the show that I, I also think it's kind of a spoiler to talk about because I don't yeah. know if either of you picked up on any of it but I was completely blindsided cited by the person because they they sort of set it up to look like her and one fantastically mustached person are yeah. gonna be a thing and they it I, I was kind of shocked when they went the direction they did just because it didn't seem like I, I it was just really well set up right right but, definitely a good misdirection yeah and it, it's more about it, it's so far it's been about her and this person coming together uh, while she's also trying to effectively raise these two children in a place that is actively trying to you know kill them I, i'm waiting for a scene to rival the funeral parlor scene from hill house <laughs> so far yeah while there's not been a scene that has like alone been able to rival that like i think that that scene is still just like that's fucking top tier. I thought the whole episode with Miss Gross so far has been a standout for the season. I will say uh, it's coming. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The, the you know not to carry on too long, but I will say like the episode with with Miss Miss Gross. I for like the first ten fifteen minutes, I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it you, you hold on for the ride, and it it actually it yeah slaps you in the face at the end <laughs> so, oh dude yeah. it it discombobulates the hell out of you because they yeah. um the the best way that i could describe it is it seems like you are viewing the episode through someone who has through the eyes of someone who has like dementia or something mm-hmm. yeah and it, it's very much out of order she like her, tra- the, her the transition between scenes and her interactions with other characters is just like uh, confusing and but by the end, they do a really good job of bringing it all back together. When you realize why it is the way that it is, mm-hmm. yeah, and what her problems have been throughout the entire series, it's uh, it's just a, it's a really like demented level of good. And like for someone uh, that they made you feel like uh, again, like they did a really good job of making everyone in the cast super likable and like people that you care for. For them to do that to a character that you've grown close to over the course of the the season so far was fucking crazy and just yeah. really good. It's it's a great like plot that I did not foresee coming, and it it t- it, it, it takes the it knocks the the breath out of you because you're just like wow you know once you put it all together it's like the very beginning was the end yeah <laughs> yeah well uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to say about Bly Manor before we move on like I said I want to have another longer conversation about this maybe as like a main topic on a future episode but if there's anything you guys want to talk about I'm totally game for it. 
I, I just want to say one more thing. You, you did kind of mention it, but Owen has the greatest mustache in <laughs> television or movie history. It, it oh, is man. ridiculous. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. You, you, it, you, you sent me that picture, and I was just like, in action, it's just like the most insane yeah. mustache. <laughs> no, it, that's a great, he's a great actor, Owen. Uh, yeah. I watched him since um, what was it that what the show where the zombie girl? Oh yeah, I Zombie. Yeah, he used to be on. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He was the 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 person that did all the bodies, you know. Uh, at the the, mor- the mortician at the morgue. What? Yeah, mortician. There yeah. you go. <laughs> so yeah, great. Uh, it was great to see him uh, shine in this show. Uh, he really does does a great acting job. Uh, definitely check out more of his stuff uh, as time goes on. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I will say, yeah, well, we should probably, when we, whenever we're all finished, definitely talk about it again. I, I think it's definitely worth a longer form conversation. And I, I kind of hate that I didn't finish it before this episode, but, you know, time no, constraints and whatnot. Yeah. No, I've, sure. been, I've been trying to balance that with also watching the, trying to do the 31 for 31. And it's <laughs> right. It's just a lot of watching. I think yeah. pacing it out is the right way to do it. Cause like, I, it's one of those things where I'm like, it's only nine episodes and I'm not really ready to finish it. Cause every episode has just kind of been like a treat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I really like whether or not it ultimately stands up against Hill house in terms of quality. Like I think that it was a worthy follow-up and I've just enjoyed it every time. Like I've been actively looking forward to watching the next episode since we finished the last one. All right. So we talked about some deep, uh, you know, scary emotional stuff. You want, y'all want to talk about cool superheroes? (laughs) Yes. Okay, so the DC universe on a scale of one to ten, uh, JT, we'll start with you. How would you say it has uh, done so far? On a scale of one to ten, I would probably say like a four. <laughs> okay, Ray, you how how do you feel about it? This includes like the Suicide Squads, the... uh, all of it. The the joke. Uh, we'll say like Joker, Suicide Squad, like overall, because like you know, obviously Joker's a standout among the films. Uh, Actually, to me, the standout, which makes it a five for me, or I'll say a five, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Wonder Woman, that that she's that first movie was, you know, we forget about it a little bit, but if you actually go back and watch it, it was a great, great one, honestly. I will agree. The first three quarters of Wonder Woman are awesome. <laughs> so with with the DC EU or whatever the hell, they've, they, the only good movies have been the standalones. Like yeah, every team yeah. of movie they've had is crap, <laughs> and I, I feel like it, it's they sh- they need to learn something from that. Like do the standalone movies, quit trying to rush team up movies, you know. And the, yeah, uh, have have you seen the? Didn't they release the the director's cut, like the actual like director's director's cut, like all the stuff that that uh, he didn't get to put into the movie? Who was it? Um, what's his name? Zack Snyder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's coming up Justice League? next year. Yeah, Justice League. Yeah, it comes yeah. out on HBO. Yeah, that, that hasn't come out yet. That's okay. uh, anticipated. But I, I guess just to take a few steps back real quick before we dig deep into it, we're all generally, uh, like, if you ask me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, we would all grew up as pretty hardcore DC fans. P- personally, I even to, to this day kind of put DC before Marvel in terms of, like, <laughs> storytelling and importance to me. They yeah. had this, the heroes I cared about, the animated series that I cared about growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they were just... I was Batman for like three Halloween straight, you know, as a kid. So uh, I you had that costume that you, you grew out of and still tried to fit in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like uh, we'd play around and stuff. Yeah. So to factor that into my rating of the DC universe, 
as growing up, I would have murdered to see a Justice League movie, and the fact that I still haven't watched it to this day is painful. So are we are are we judging DC movies as a whole, or are we talking like what is actually the DCEU? Since I would say DCEU, since well, since like okay. since Zack Snyder uh, started off with Man of Steel, I yeah, would say Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Justice League, Aquaman. Uh, and I would even. Aquaman yeah, I know. I know it's, well, and I know Joker isn't necessarily a part of those films because it's more like a standalone offshoot. But I, it's. To- I mean, it's it's not connected at all. Yeah, yeah it's not. It, and like, I agree that it shouldn't necessarily be con- like factored. Uh, I'm more doing it just for the sake of like convenience when just talking the fact about that it's these a DC films. movie release. The, you know. Yeah, since that time okay. period. Yeah, so um, I, we're all under the mutual understanding that it's not a part of okay. the actual EU. Just that it's a part of that. The creative effort since then. Okay. So, um, I, I think for me, I, I would be with you guys. I have been really unhappy with the movies that they've point at, uh, put out. I, I, I enjoyed Wonder Woman for the most part. Think it kind of fell off the rails in like the last, like last act. Whenever they got yeah, into the, the CGI was pretty bad. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I thought it. I thought it was. Yeah. I thought the parts where she was fighting Nazis and stuff like that was just like, I'm here for this. This is great. Uh, that that could have no been the whole movie. Land scene. Yeah, the the oh, the movie could have the movie actually could have ended with her just like punching Hitler, and I would have been like, this is a great movie. You know, like because <laughs> at the end of the day, fuck Nazis. Also, yeah, shout well, out to the boys. Yeah, it's just that it's the idea that like I don't even think that they needed a supervillain for that movie. Her her just helping like people fight in this like super crazy dark war like was just, and being an inspiration for everyone was enough on its own, you know. Right. Um. But th- that and like I I enjoy Joker. I still stand by the fact that Man of Steel is a great movie. I don't think it's just a good. Oh, movie. I'm, I'm in that I, camp too. Yeah. Yeah, I can I agree. Think, I think that that movie gets a bad rep. Like I get people disagree with their decision to have him like, you know, snap some dude's neck in the last part of the movie. But I think that movie as a whole was like a general, I think it might even be Zack Snyder's best movie personally. Hmm. Is that, is that, that's a fair statement. Acceptable. I I, I would accept that, but I have to admit, I love his Dawn of the Dead remake. (laughs) Oh yeah. Dawn of the Dead was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know which one I like more though, but yeah, I would say Man of Steel is, it's probably it's pretty him at his best. One of those yeah. up there, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll say Aquaman was actually really decent. It was fun. Uh, it was a uh, fun movie. That was like, James Wan. That yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, the, okay. there at a certain point, like you know, Zack Snyder became less involved, and like other directors came in and took over the standalone films. But JT, uh, a point you made earlier, yeah, about them about the solo films doing so well in the team up movies, not doing well, I think actually like kind of drives home something we learned with the Marvel movies. And that's that they, that the creative teams that made the team up films understood the characters by the time they got to that point. Yeah. And that was the problem with, with the DC universe was like, they tried to cram, cram it all in so quick. Uh, You know, they, they had no overall game plan. I mean, even after man of steel, the the plan was, from my understanding, the plan was to go to a Man of Steel two, but because in the eyes of Warner Brothers, it didn't perform well, so they're like, we need to throw Batman in the movie because Batman's our biggest money maker, which is why Batman versus Superman happened, and so it just it basically just steamrolled everything that Zack supposedly had planned out. Um, but yeah, and like I said, they they tried to do everything too fast. Suicide Squad. I mean, David Ayer. <laughs> was like writing the script like a week before shooting started and 
like I said, it, they, they just, they were trying to play catch up and it just did not work. And so finally when they did wonder woman and let Patty Jenkins do her thing, like, Hey, this is your movie. You know, do your thing. She was able to, they did the same thing. They, they allowed that allowed James Wan to do Aquaman, like as a standalone thing. And like I said, we already, it's, it's not part of the DCU, but when they, when Todd Phillips, they gave him the go ahead to do Joker and he was able to do exactly what he wanted. And those are the best movies we've had from DC. And yeah. So I think that's something DC needs to like realize is like it's it's not people don't just want a team up movie they just want a good movie. <laughs> and I think we've seen sure. that too with like the Marvel films. Uh, is like the best movies aren't the ones like you know that just feature your favorite hero. It's the ones that are made by the better you know like the good creators. Yeah. You know. I was, I was actually I was bringing that like Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, tonally that that mm-hmm. complete like that movie itself like I will say that changed the entire tone of the MCU and it also laid the groundwork for uh one of the best MCU movies Ragnarok like yep. without Guardians I honestly don't think Ragnarok uh, they would have never gave Taika Waititi the go ahead for Ragnarok you know and like I said they, I feel like you know they DC they learned less in the hard ways you got to let the directors have a voice and mm-hmm. not you know Zack Snyder's voice wasn't the greatest but <laughs> <laughs> I I think that's uh, a good place to like kind of like frame the rest of this conversation around because i think we we've already done a little bit of talking about wonder woman but i kind of want to break it up a little bit between uh wonder woman batman and superman you know the the holy trinity uh since those are the 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 three big news pieces right now Mm -hmm. but before we get into those parts i guess i would ask was Zack snyder a good choice as the godfather for those movies and if not like what should they do? Who should be their option for the future? Like reasonably that should be on the docket. Cause someone's got to keep it together. Like we've seen that both be a strength and a weakness with both like the Marvel films and star Wars. Are, are, uh, you, I, are you saying like DC needs like their own Kevin Feige? Someone yeah. to someone to guide it along because we saw uh, both with D with both with DC and star Wars, their creative heads, well, and that, that's what I was actually going to say. I know a lot of people blame Zack Snyder, but I, I can't remember who was in charge of Warner Brothers at the time, but it was, uh, they were the ones that were like, we have to change this, we have to change this. And it, like I said, it, yeah. it derailed everything. There, there yeah, was still they, involvement. They changed the cut for like the, the theaters. Yeah. So, so, your, so your, would your answer be that Zack Snyder wasn't necessarily the wrong choice, just that he didn't really have a chance? I don't think he was the right or wrong choice. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't I don't hate Zack Snyder. I I don't think he makes great movies, but I weirdly appreciate what I re- weirdly appreciate what he tries to do. Like he he I mean even with like Man of Steel, I mean, he made a Superman movie that like wasn't the, you know, polished Christopher Reeve Superman, you know. It was a very flawed person. You know, it, he, he, we can argue about what he did to Batman, but I do like how he made Batman just this like raging fucking asshole because <laughs> right. like i said it, it, i got that's what i got like for me batman's always been that that tortured psyche you know everybody around him has died or you know just his town's gone to shit and i felt like that's what he gave us you know um doesn't trust anybody type thing yeah yeah you know like and yeah. you know killing aside you know <laughs> like I, said, I, I don't i don't know if he was like I, said, I don't know if he was the right choice i don't think he was the wrong one though you know what i mean Right. He he was he was he was certainly a choice. <laughs> yeah, he was a he choice. Was a choice. Uh, but if you're asking like who I think would be good, 
David Lynch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, oh really, it, it is hard to say because there's no, like, I don't think there's really an obvious person right now. I mean, we, I don't even know who's managing it all currently. Like, who is that figure I, right now? There's, someone's got to be. Is, is Jeff John still doing it? No, he's, he he's gone. Of... Yeah, oh, he was. Okay. He, 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 ste- he stepped down last year, the year before. Or it okay, was last year, I, I believe. I remember. Yeah. Um, I was actually going to say, I think they should get somebody uh, kind of, they need to find somebody, like, obviously Jeff Johns is familiar with how film worked, but, you know, I think get somebody who understands, like, the characters and uh, if... I can't think of like a movie person, but honestly, like of comic book writers, I think Scott Snyder would be a good choice uh, to like, Hey, yeah. Yeah. How you should do this. Not necessarily like tell them how to make the movie, but like, here's the beat you need to hit. Here's how, you know, this should be portrayed mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know? And yeah, it's not it's, like they don't have, do this have, for, have, for their living. A, like have, have not, not so much like a, a godfather, but more just like a guide to like, you know, or a consultant almost, you know, mm-hmm. which is what I think yeah. Jeff Johns was supposed to be, but I, got, I, I don't know. I think like, I think Jeff Johns is overrated, but <laughs> yeah, my my understanding is that he made a big mess of things whenever he got in. Yeah. There. He made a lot of people frustrated, and he also did some not super cool stuff. Know the exact yeah. details of it or something like, or anything like that, but uh, apparently allegedly. people were super. Yeah, it was alleged, but yeah. So that's that's why he's no longer there. But I guess uh, from there, like Ray, what did, what did, what are your thoughts? So my thoughts are they should stick on to the character movies just for a bit. Was it the well, other... as, as far as like Zack Snyder and like um, who should be running that show if there's anyone? It has to be somebody like Jeff Johns or something, you know, like like JT was saying, someone familiar like, with like the Scott comments. Snyder. Yeah, Scott Snyder. Oh, yeah. I, I, Snyder, I actually yeah. just thought of a choice. What's up? Brad Bird. He directed The Incredibles. He directed The Iron Giant. Uh, uh, directed Mission Impossible 3, I think. <laughs> Or does he work under WB? I don't think he necessarily works under them, uh, because like I said, he's done Pixar and stuff. But I think he'd be a good choice to like, hey, here's your like I said, as y'all said, like The Godfather or whatever. Right, right, right. right. I see what you mean. Yeah, that that that, I mean, it might be it would be probably good to have someone else from outside to actually just come in. I would kill for a Brad Bird directed Superman movie. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Hey, you can't beat Nick Cage. I mean, this guy named his kid Kal-El, so, I mean. That's <laughs> oh, my God, no. <laughs> what <Poor> a legend. <laughs> that, that, you literally gave him an impossible amount of things to look up to. <laughs> but, you know, someone someone who appreciates, who loves the, 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 the story, you know, and um, it, it definitely should be somebody who can can bring something new but also know the history and just give us something different you know because i mean hasn't it felt like in all the dc movies it's kind of like a darker nature compared to what we watched like with the the marvel universe right sort of but i feel like that's maybe a little bit overstated um i i don't like the whole darker angle is definitely like an identifying like feature for the dc films but i that dc has always been dark you know like they they've they've always had the really like you know that's always been their stick it's not it's not it's not been something that was new with the dark knight or um any of the newer movies it's always been like the way the dc has been since like you know basically like the 80s so it's it's not it i I don't i I, people saying that like the dc films are darker than the marvel films is just like yeah they are 
that was it's always been there right thing, right you know? it's not like the the 90s batman movies <laughs> no yeah that they, they've they've had the, they've had their roller coaster they've like definitely like shifted in terms yeah. of tone but like go back and watch the animated True. series yeah. or or read any of the batman comics like the, the stuff like the content matter that they tackle oh yeah they, and they've stuck with that for the most part and like uh, i whenever people bring that up as a criticism it's like what do you want just more marvel yeah. movies uh, Marvel's are Marvel's already doing that. Why why are we asking? <laughs> yeah, you know the DC studio, uh, th- their competitor to do the same thing. They've made their money on this. I also have to say, like so you look at you know Aquaman and Wonder Woman, they're yeah, I, they're not that typical DC darkness. Shazam you know? also, yeah. You know, like said, Shazam well, was a breath of fresh yeah. air. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! I forgot about yeah, Shazam. I, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Is like I, I I don't necessarily think it's wrong uh, to want to have a lighter tone movie or to be a lighter tone it's more just that i don't necessarily like the the darker like hey dc is the darker like source material or whatever being a good yeah. like a criticism because it's just like it it's it, it's not a criticism that's just that's that's a preference of that point. yeah exactly right and um i and that's that's just been their style and like while yeah i i think it's so i think uh the reason why th- they've all been like pg-13 movies though haven't they right i think so this yeah joker was yeah oh yeah Um, joker was our for sure and and i think that the the fact that the lighter movies were the better ones is at i i don't i think that there's something there for sure but i also think it's somewhat coincidental because it was also those are the movies that their directors and writers were given the most like liberties um Mm -hmm. that was around the time when they were like uh well justice league flopped what do we do now you know like and I think that's where we started seeing more like just creator driven movies. And I think that I guess we'll go ahead and jump into it with, um, yeah. with like the Batman, uh, for instance, that movie is dark, looking dark as shit and uh, is easily one of the most like, Could not be more yeah, happy. it looks so, yeah, I'm so <laughs> excited for that movie. And like, I, I don't think that, unfortunately, I don't think there's going to be a lot of uh, comic relief in it, you know? <laughs> Yeah, a lot of brooding. Which hey, that, why not? I heard the voice. It, it, it kind of go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that I, I will. I will I, say I, I want. I want some detective work in this. This Batman. Uh... Well, Matt Matt Reeves has come out and said like that. That's one of the biggest things he's focusing on is Batman being the world's greatest detective. You're right. right. And the fact that this is, it seems like it's very based, and it's been said it's based on, you know, the Long Halloween. Like that's a, that's almost a total detective story Ooh. you know and yeah no uh, I'm, I'm down for that kind of story yeah like this is like that's what it, I, after that trailer dropped I, I told jordan i was like this is the batman movie i've wanted since i've started watching batman is you know i i love the christopher nolan movies but right this right here is like this is it this for me like i i don't know if i've ever been this excited for a batman movie or maybe any movie <laughs> so jt um question here how'd you feel about the man that is playing Batman uh, when you heard first heard it. I just got to say, I told before he was cast, I told Jordan, I said, that's going to be our next Batman watch. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> he did call it. Uh, <laughs> uh, wow. That's great. <laughs> Which that, that was just stuff like, cause I frequent like different things. And that was one of the rumors I had heard. And I was like, at first I was like, what? And then I was like, you know, the dude can actually act. Like if you take twilight out of the equation, he's been <laughs> pretty much nothing but good movies. Right. And he's right. a powerhouse in all of them. Like, and he he's so good at disappearing into roles. Like, I don't. 
if you ever watched the the Lost City of Z, I mean, I was like halfway through the movie, I was like, oh shit, that's that's Robert Pattinson, <laughs> you know? Or yeah, uh, Pattinson, you watch him yeah. in um, High Life and or uh, Good Time, um, you know, just anything like the that. Lighthouse. The dude, the Lighthouse, yeah, the dude <laughs> has range, and I I was except my initial reaction was what, but it, you know, even though like yeah, I, I kind of expected it, but um. I was I'm I was actually pretty happy from the get go just because I'd seen him in so much other stuff and I'm sorry the the whole like oh is he gonna sparkle is, is that's such a tired stupid yeah he hasn't been that like, over you're, 10 you're judging years. a guy on a movie that came out movies that came out ten years yeah. ago like yeah, <laughs> yeah that's was, all the like, same people who start like, calling uh Daniel Radcliffe Harry Potter still you know yeah oh speaking of Daniel Radcliffe if y'all need to watch Guns Akimbo that movie he is unhinged that, crazy it's he, that's the one where he has the guns <laughs> bolted to his hands right. Yeah, it's so it's so ridiculous, but great. That sounds awesome. Anyway, not I don't want to derail. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, I I'm glad we brought that up because whenever uh, JT was telling me that it was going to be uh, Robert Pattinson, I was one of the groaners at first because I was like I I hadn't watched a lot of his newer stuff yet. The literally the last thing I'd watched with him in it was like you know, Twilight, and I was like, oh yeah, uh, I'm not happy with that. Um, but but right. then you know whenever you saw that. Whenever I saw that Matt Reeves was going to be directing it, that's where I think I kind of started to trust the decision, started watching more Robert, Robert Pattinson stuff, and was just like, uh, "Okay, I, I think I, I'm I, I'm now part of the woke audience that understands Robert Pattinson's like uh, actually really damn good." Yeah. I, I I'm happy I'm happy they went with Robert Pattinson over the alternative, which was Nicholas Holt. Yeah, as much mm. as I love him as an actor, that there he is in no way to me like. Anybody who could play He's Batman. He's a baby face. <laughs> gotcha. Or Bruce Wayne or yeah, whatever. Baby face. Yeah. So, yeah. So seeing Robert Patterson, you, you believe he can do the darks parts and then also oh, play, yeah, the, play the play the, the playboy also as well. Yeah. And like I, I absolutely 100% have faith that he's going to knock right. it out of the park. And, you know, just watching that that trailer, I mean, that pretty much solidified it for me. The voice? You know, Did you hear the voice he he made? It was, it was yeah, it was pretty legit. I, I give it I give it its props. Yeah, so yeah, I I I I like screamed a little like whenever he did the i'm vengeance and i was like oh my god <laughs> i was like he did it they, fi- they finally said it uh, it's, it's that, like, that it, was it was great like when captain america said avengers assemble for me i was like <laughs> i was like i've waited for so long <laughs> oh man it, that that definitely was the highlight of that trailer honestly <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely but i mean i think even the whole cast is i mean it is it's a phenomenal cast i mean like I said you got uh Zoe Kravitz, you know, playing Selena Kyle. I mean, she's great. He said uh, Paul Dano as Riddler is like, uh, you you called that some something, Jordan, some type of casting. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> inspired casting is what you said. Yeah, uh, that... I think I think it's what you said was inspired casting, and you know, Paul Dano is one of those guys. I mean, you only ever really see him in like indie movies, but everything he's in is great. And you know, when they said he was gonna be Riddler, I was stoked because. We're I mean, going for the the dark Jim Riddler, Car- right? Yeah, we're we're going like super like Earth One Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like he's gonna yeah, put I don't you think in this like, is gonna be like Jim <laughs> yeah, no, no, no Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna no, be yeah, the kind gonna, of uh, a latex onesie or whatever. <laughs> we we keep mentioning that it's uh, gonna that you know Batman's dark uh, and that this is gonna be darker. And whenever I think about Batman, especially in like the modern era, it makes me think about something i didn't feel as much when i was younger but i felt more as i've like gotten older and like i've realized what batman content i enjoy the most 
I, I guess this my my question is: Is should Batman just be like separate from the Justice League? Should he just be you know fighting his rogues gallery in Gotham? Because personally, I have noticed that I have enjoyed him the most in those situations that I have whenever he's like fighting Doomsday. Right. Yeah. I I'll tend to agree. Just and once again, we y'all brought it up last week. Like, oh, Batman has time to plan this and that, but. When he's going up against like like say he got he's got Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Flash and you know Superman next to him, and you have Batman who is at the end of the day still a human like yeah <laughs> and it it almost yeah. comes off as silly whereas like you know in a, in animated series or whatever it you know it makes more sense uh, but I feel like in a live action movie it comes off as kind of silly sometimes I think I think it could be done right and I think I, I hope it does at some you know some point in the future but. I do think he, Batman is at his best when it's Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely not saying that it can't, you can't have a good Batman in the justice league, but I just feel like he's been at his best whenever it's him and his like team versus the villains that he has. That's what I was going to say was like, I don't think it's not going to happen. I don't think it'll happen with the Matt Reeves Batman. Um, but I would really like to have a bat family universe or whatever you want to call it. Right. You, know, you, you have, like I said, you, you have Batman and he takes on Robin who turns into Nightwing and then you have Batgirl and Red Hood and all that. I think that would be a cool Red film universe to establish. Yeah. So you guys can come back and correct me if I'm wrong on this. Uh, you know, make fun of me, whatnot. I think that there, yeah. and this is like a larger, just goes back to the larger discussion about the uh, DC universe. Um, ben Affleck is clearly like out at this point. Oh, he's 100%. Yeah, and they're bringing him back for, you know, Flashpoint. Right. For as like a, you know, showing the alternate universe Batmans. They're going to have a Batman in the movie. He's literally DC's most popular character right now. We're we're, we're not right. going to get that separation, I don't think. The, what are the chances that Robert Pattinson's Batman is going to be the Batman that they use for the EU? Ooh. I I've actually thought about this. I For some reason, I just don't see Robert Pattinson Cameo- cameoing like that, you know, mm-hmm. just, just yeah. everything I've, I've I've seen like with with the way this Batman is so self-contained. Like even Matt Reeves was like, if I'm making you a Batman movie, it's gonna be my Batman movie. Like I don't want any studio interference. I get to hi- you know cast who I want. I get to write the story I want, direct what I want, where I want, when I want. And they said okay, which is you know, I just have a hard time thinking Robert Pattinson would be a part of the, you know the end of the dceu you know i mean obviously starting a new beginning but also ending it at the same time i, it, hmm. I mean i could be wrong but right. i just i just don't see that happening and i i, I do feel because we're we're supposedly getting a trilogy of matt reeves batman movies and right. I, I feel like it's gonna be like the nolan thing like this is a totally self-contained batman no uh, speaking of flashpoint right wasn't the from the original Batman movie from back in the 19, Michael Keaton, you know, not, Michael, yeah, Michael Keaton, yeah, and he's supposed to be in there as yes, a yeah, he, he's gonna. They're, they're yeah. doing the whole thing where they're like, you know, Flash is like seeing all the alternate versions of whoever, and uh, he's gonna be seeing at least, but like so far that we know, uh, mm-hmm. two different Batmans. I can't remember if they confirmed uh any mm. others but i know we're going to be seeing uh michael keaton and uh ben affleck's batman in it um so i i think that okay. I, I think i'm with 
JT here that it's not going to be Robert Pattinson's Batman, but I think that at the end mm-hmm. of that movie, we're going to have a new DCEU Batman that's separate uh, from yeah. Ben Affleck and Robert Pattinson. It's going to be a little confusing, but I think that they're going to want to, they're like, they're going to do another Justice League at some point, I feel like. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's inevitable. Yeah. And mm. uh, like, it, it, there's just too much money on the table for that. And I think they identified that it wasn't a lack of interest in the property. It was just the every, the, the dirty laundry was aired before it ever came out, even for people who. It was just a terrible movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I'm sorry. Like, I don't think the HBO thing is going to save it from being terrible. Yeah. But... It, it'll be interesting, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just at least worth seeing one more time, just to see if what you saw yeah. the first time was really what you saw. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's the direction they'll go in. They're going to have another Batman, which will probably be in. I don't think that they'll get their own standalone or whatever if it's not Robert Pattinson. But uh, I think that it's. I don't think it's something that they can just like exclude unless they are just making the, the, the Chad decision and, you know, having Batman be separate from the justice league. I I just think that would work the best. Here's a potential thing, right? Uh, What if they actually included the Robert Pattinson's Batman in the universe with the Joker movie we got here? What do you think of the chances of that? Um, Once, once again, like said, Matt Reeves has already said he's not connecting to anything else. Mm, like he, okay. he's been adamant that he's not connecting and the fact that they're doing a trilogy at least in my mind tells me we're gonna have a joker a new joker in a movie in a, a batman movie and like i said i wow. i truly don't see matt reeves casting joaquin phoenix because that's not what he has in mind as joker you know yeah yeah okay. i think i think yeah. joker at this point is definitely the uh like just this is the the art house like you know, side project that, yeah. that was done. It, um, yeah, it, it's going to be the fancy art. It's yeah. going to be weird, especially now that since they're talking about sequels for that movie, that um, if they do a Joker in the bat in the Matt Reeves movies, it's going to be super crazy convoluted with all the different Batman and Jokers floating around. Yeah. I, I hope they pull it off. I, I encourage them to try this because I like the experiment, but it is definitely going to be confusing for people. Or, or would you would you rather them him him actually just mess with the other rogues gallery because they do we haven't had some of them in a long time. I, I've said actual... this before, and JT will like is probably tired of hearing me say this, but I would <laughs> I would not complain if they put Joker on like a fifteen year hiatus and came back around to him later because I'm fucking exhausted by him like at this point. <laughs> um, it's okay. one, I, I I actually I do agree as much as like I mean he's he's obviously Batman's biggest baddie. Right, but it's also like y'all have so many more guys. Like, I, I so one one of the villains who has not been in a Batman movie yet, who I think would make a perfect Batman movie villain, is, is Hugo Strange. Like, I think you could do so much Ooh. with with that character, and you could even like I I would I really want them to do a good take on Mister Freeze. <laughs> oh yeah, but, <laughs> they they need to redo the, that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, with, without all the ice puns, like yeah, I know, yeah. That, I know that they're. <laughs> They're definitely scared of going back to Mr. Freeze after that, but I, it, it right. is just like the most like fertile ground for a good story. Hollywood Strange yeah. is a good would be a good one. Um, actually, making it feel like uh, that one movie where you're stuck. Yeah, Holly, Hollywood uh, making a psychological movie. Yeah, Hollywood loves their moral grayness, and like he's just like a he, like a easy layup for their, that sort of character. Well, especially if they do them like how Scott Snyder did them in Zero Year. Like, mm. I, I really liked what that was. Zero year, wasn't yeah. It? It, well, 
no, no, that wasn't. It was the 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 issue zero, New Fifty Two. Okay, who was it? Who you're talking about? The villain? Uh, which which so Mr. They basically rewrote Mr. Freeze so that um. They basically gave some new context to Mr. Freeze as a villain and what his motivations are and his relationship to Nora and his mother. Oh, yeah. That kind of, I think I have to read Yeah, that. It, it was a really <laughs> twisted, messed up take on it. It was awesome. And it would yeah. be sweet to see that come yeah. back around. Um, but anyways, we, we were talking about sequels. Some other sequels uh, are kind of churning around the, mo- the rumor mill right now. Um, apparently, uh, unconfirmed, DC is in talks to do two Superman sequels uh, with Henry Cavill. Uh, for, and these are Man of Steel sequels. But the interesting thing is, is they decided that they didn't want anything more to do with the Cavill, uh, or it, you know, purportedly, it seemed that way like a year or so ago. Um, but then Cavill got mega hot again uh, after Mission Impossible and, you know, The Witcher being massive successes. And oh, I love the yeah, like, uh, the, and now they, now they decided they want more of the Cavill again. You know, he's actually quite a, uh, I would say, kind of a, a real nerd. Like, he really does, like, well, he loves being love Superman. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He also loves being The Witcher as well. Yeah. <laughs> he, so really did, he really did his studies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, like, uh, I think this is interesting. I think. Literally everyone wanted this because uh, of the complaints that people had about Man of Steel and like that that take on Superman and stuff like that. None of them were that Henry Cavill were a bat was a bad Superman. He was a he was oh, a great. I, Superman. I also want to say, but the right. biggest problem people had with Man of Steel was the you know the destruction and the, the violence, him snapping Zod's neck. But the yeah the violence, but and that's what I really wish we had got a sequel to show him to show him like becoming Superman like. Because, you know, learning at the end of the day, the movie is Man of Steel, not Superman, you know, and yeah, learning how to control a fight or, you know, to end a fight without killing someone, you know, or like there's all, there might be another option. Doing billions of dollars of damage. I really feel like if we had, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I really feel like if we had got a sequel to flesh that out more, people would look back on Man of Steel a little more warmly. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of a casual Clark Kent as well. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I think this is a good thing, and I'm glad that they're cashing in on the Cavill craze because he's. I think yeah. he is a really good actor, and he's a really good like talent to be bringing into or base. Yeah. He was a great choice for their Superman, especially the direction they were going in with it. But he can also do traditional Superman. He does the you know the happy go lucky like you know charming farm boy thing really well you know, maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe that's what they're going to do with flashpoint if that actually ever happens is they're going to reset it back to 2013 or whatever when man of steel came out <laughs> and just reset the dceu after you know where batman versus superman doesn't happen so they're they're <laughs> because wonder woman already exists in that time period anyway because wonder woman's a prequel yeah. you know and aquaman is still around yeah yeah so, so. no matter what uh Batman is going to be uh, a lot younger, probably, and uh, a, yeah. a lot less like Army Hammer, please. Yeah, I, I do think that, like, <laughs> I, I do think that this is like that's the right direction they need to be going in. They like the, the internet yeah. loves Cavill. Cavill will probably sell uh, tickets to a movie way better now than he did back in 2012 or 2013, whenever yeah. it came out, because he, he's a huge like poster person now. I don't know. I like that decision. It sounds like you guys like that decision. Uh, if it, if it's mm-hmm. actually happening. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it's like, so that's, that's been my thing just from the get go. It's 
they keep trying to do all this Batman shit and whatever else. And I'm like, just give us a Man of Steel sequel. Yeah. <laughs> but then I guess like to to kind of bring this conversation, like, kind of land this conversation a little bit. We do have a DC film coming out this year as of right now, uh, barring another delay because we've seen delays left and right with, you know, Batman. It's 2022 at this point. But Wonder mm-hmm. Woman's supposed to be coming out on Christmas Day. I hope, I hope with all the time they got to happen. <laughs> do, you, do you think they stand to lose a lot of money for not releasing it the way they want to? They're, they're, I don't think I'm with JT on this. I do not think that they released that movie this year. Hmm. Like if you look at like what happened with like Tenet, like that's what they were banking on to be. This is the movie that's going to bring people back to theaters. And, you know, it didn't do terrible. It did bad for, for a Christopher Nolan movie, which is kind of not but traditional. Yeah, yeah. That's unthinkable. Yeah. And but it didn't it didn't do what they wanted, and I don't think they're going to take a risk like that again, especially with something that could potentially be a billion dollar movie with Wonder Woman. Oh yeah, people people um, were hot. They don't Wonder they don't I don't think they're willing to roll the dice again. And okay, we made five hundred million instead of a billion. You know? Yeah, money talks. You know, I, I think they're they're just holding out and hoping to God theaters don't all go under. Well, and like I think as much as everyone hates talking about it, we're all tired of it. But right now, like, you know, for listeners that yeah. you already know, we are literally back on another like big incline for COVID cases. Um there other other yeah. countries are beginning to shut back down. Uh, you know, like parts of France and Italy. And here in the US, uh, we're seeing, you know, more spikes and whatnot. I I think <laughs> that uh, when it, especially since we're now getting into flu season where the transmission of diseases is much higher and easier, I don't think that movies are going to be a thing the holiday season. I just, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I truly don't think it's going to come out. Yeah, it just doesn't, it does yeah. not make any sense as a release this year. So um, there, yeah. there's too much money to lose. And even if for some reason, you know, everything isn't shut back down by that time, I doubt, I mean, like movie theaters are still going to be packing at half capacity like they are now. So, yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of money to lose there, and um, that either they're going to figure out something with HBO Max and like a way to make money similar to what Disney did, or they're going to delay it. I think that's the reality of the situation. Yeah, like yeah, because with Mulan, it didn't perform as well as people as as Disney was hoping, did it? Disney is claiming that it did really well, and they're shifting know- their business plan. <laughs> Aren't, yeah, aren't they? I know, yeah, I know, they, I know Disney's always super secretive about the money and the sales and stuff sometimes, but yeah, I just I think like I said, Warner Brothers rolled the dice with Tenet and it didn't land on what they yeah. wanted, so I doubt they're gonna do it again. Yeah, th- I think that like releasing another big budget movie like that would be disastrous because like that those those are the sorts of things that you see lead to the decline of stuff like MGM, you know, where they were one of the biggest, yeah. oh, one yeah. of the biggest production companies in the business, and now they're, I mean. They're putting out the occasional Bond film, you know, and they're not even the same production company anymore. It's just a name alone that's carried over where you release these big budget movies and they just flop repeatedly. You can't risk that. And while we don't know the specific numbers that Milan did, uh, because like you said, Disney has been like keeps those things close to their chest. They're claiming that it's doing well and they've the last thing that they said about it was that they were going to be shifting future movie releases and considering them to maybe release that way as well. I mean, they got to do something. They've released uh, more than just movies. Uh, we'll just say a bunch of workers are out of work as well at the moment. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that's a good change. I think that actually sucks a lot for yeah. people who like going to movie theaters, but also a lot of people working in that industry. That's going to 
just from what we've seen, people make movies like you know, like you look at like uh, how Netflix commissions their films and stuff like that. Like the people make movies differently for television than they do for the big screen, and I, and I worry about what that's going to do to the medium. Yeah, did you? <laughs> I hate to say, but did you see the? The Adam Sandler uh, Halloween movie he made. Hubie uh, uh, Halloween. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of our DC segment. Damn it. <laughs> it, it was something else. I'll say that. It, I watched it. I, it. Definitely more enjoyable than uh, Puppet Master <laughs> Little is Right. Never watched it. <laughs> was it better than Leprechaun 4? Uh, oh. <laughs> now that's, that's, that's pretty close. That's close. currently i feel really good about the future of what like i feel like dc has actually like learned uh from all of their mistakes that they've made in recent years i'm excited for the stuff that they have coming up uh though i it's a lot of it's still kind of murky when you think about it like the what when would the next justice league be and who's going to yeah. be in it we don't even know what like the justice league looks like right now because I mean, as far as like the people who were in the last movie cyborg is nowhere to be seen he hasn't even been he's not even going to be on flashpoint which seemingly has everyone in it and um you know our we don't have a batman currently uh at least for the hey some hope for dc um recently michael b jordan uh is to be producing the static shock movie oh i hadn't heard anything yeah. about the a static shock movie that's actually i'm actually surprised it exists uh, you know, why not be DC some of their more side characters they have, you know, that are were popular, you know, in certain time periods, you know, back in our days. Plus, yeah, it's kind of oh. uh, static shock was pretty popular, wasn't it? Right. Yeah, yeah it, it was definitely a, a show you would watch on on Saturday mornings, you know, something that that was fun to watch and, and really good, really inclusive, uh, brought a lot of people together. So and it's just uh, it's just one of those things. I think DC can there's there's a market there they can hit with their heroes that they have and the variety they have. And I, I think if they use people like static shock, uh, the Shazams, you know, that why not go for it? They are doing the green Lantern core TV show. That'd be, that's interesting. Um, they're going to have, you know, you're going to have a uh, Hal Jordan guy, Gardner, uh, John Stewart, Alan uh, Scott. Like you're going to have, um, yeah, that like, sounds they're, awesome. they're, they're supposed to do a whole, yeah, yeah, they're supposed to do a whole Green Lantern core. The only thing that doesn't sound awesome is the showrunners or the the no, don't say the Game of Thrones guys. No, it's the show it's the it's the screenwriter and the director of uh the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did they learn nothing? <laughs> maybe maybe that's what they're banking on is like okay, they learned what not to do. Maybe maybe yeah. maybe this was like their their life's goal after fucking Green Lantern up so much. They're like, please just give yeah. us another crack at it for the love of God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're I just begging, just please. Because <laughs> I would really like a, a really darkest night. Um, you know, maybe eventual movie one day. You know, if they yeah. did that right, you know, that's that's a great storyline and. To give it back to those guys, I mean, we'll see, right? I mean, times change. It's been, what, tw- about 15, 16 years? It's, Why it's not? kind of hilarious <laughs> that it did so poorly back in the day that, like, you know, 10 years later, it's been knocked down to TV show status. Like, <laughs> that's really, that that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and it could be made fun on in Marvel movies. <laughs> what, a, what, what a, so great. God, it's brutal. But I, uh, yep. I, I think uh, anybody else have anything to say about the state of DC? 
how we feeling? Um, it can go only on go up from here. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> we they had a pretty long period of bottoming out. I don't know. You're right. I think with with the big uh, injection of movies like the Joker, the single movies that that kind of keep them going, right? I think there's a chance for them to uh, uh, really hit on those 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 character movies uh, that they have. Like I said, there's a variety of people they could bring out. You know, they've done it on the the was it the the smaller characters like Black Lightning, uh, the Arrow guy, you know, <laughs> even the Flash. I'm not going to be fully satisfied until they do a Booster Gold movie. So Booster Gold, oh, you, ha- you, you know, have it here, but you DC can universe you, trash you can, until Booster Gold. You know <laughs> exactly. Look, as much as we punk on on Booster Gold, right? If if you put him in the right circumstances, from him coming from the future and and maybe messing with something up important in the like the past, right? You could probably make something good out of that movie. As much of a fuck up as he is. <laughs> <laughs> um also i guess we, we we have the js the justice society of america to look forward to i don't right i i have been okay so i, I have been so like brokenhearted all the other failed attempts at different justice leagues that they've done like i really wanted that guillermo del toro justice league dark and oh uh, i really that that hurt it has one of my favorite characters in there uh zatanna well, uh, zatanna and swap thing in the same movie would have just been yes please well I don't. I don't know if you saw, but for J- for Justice Society, they actually cast Hawkman. Oh wow! <laughs> so I mean, I, I'm guessing it's it it's. I don't know if they're I, well. I don't know if they're doing that for JSA or for the Black Adam movie. I, I think that was Black Adam. Hey. Anyway, they. Okay, do you yeah, think? Okay, do you I'm think sorry, the Rock? Ha- do you think the Rock has enough like like the fans for him to just like do something that flips like DC? He will carry in the that right whole direction. Movie. It doesn't matter. Like it, that's the thing about the Rock yeah. right now is if you stable him to a movie, it makes money. So they, they he he'll yeah. carry it. I mean, he's the he, he could give a jolt to the whole DC and just launch a whole new, you know, let's say just slate of movies that could come if he, if if he hits. Oh, we we know he will hit it big, but yeah. Depending how big he makes it, you know what I mean. Okay. Well, any other thoughts, JT, before we wrap it up? No, we're getting Hawkman in a movie, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, JT. This is a lot of fun. I was glad to have this conversation. Yeah, it, you were you were supposed to come on a couple episodes ago. Uh, it feels like forever ago now, but schedules were misaligned. And I, 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 I full disclosure, guys, I forgot. <laughs> 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 well, no, we we appreciate you being here this time. Yeah, no. man, thanks for having me on. Thanks for, anytime. Yeah, and uh, thank you for being here again, Ray. Uh, I guess real quick, uh, real quick, <laughs> you can uh, find me uh, at Action Pancake on Twitter. Ray, where can they find you? Uh, find me at that guy Ray on Twitter. Uh, also on Instagram, uh, Instagram Ray underscore more zero seven one two. And JT, do you have social medias? That you would want to that you would want to uh, throw out there. If not, that's okay. I have a Facebook, but <laughs> and I have Snapchat, but let's not give those out. I don't ever really post much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I haven't I've never done Twitter. Yeah, okay, well you'll find JT back here eventually, of course. So yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be back on. Maybe I'll get a Twitter at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll... He'll be here for our anniversaries, yeah. <laughs> if not even more. Yeah, well, I definitely appreciate it, guys. Yeah, for sure. That was a fun conversation. Yeah, well, thanks everybody for listening. You have a good one. Happy Halloween.
Hi, future Jordan again here. L- listening back on this episode while editing, I noticed that Ray did not fact check us while talking about Wonder Woman. And while talking about the No Man's Land scene, uh, we may have said that it would have been preferable for the movie to end with her fighting Hitler. Uh, the movie took place during World War One. And uh, I can I, I'm gonna apologize for both of us, mainly for Ray for not being on top of things and uh, having Wikipedia open or you know paying attention to the movie. I you know I was going off of his energy. He got the information wrong. It happens. Uh, I'm gonna have a talk with him about our uh, us having our facts straight in the future. That said, would really like to see Wonder Woman punching Hitler. So if somehow the 80s movie can work its work its way back around to her fighting uh, some sort of like Mecha Hitler or something like that, that I, I think it would be a, a, a great uh, a great ending for that movie. It, it would also look really great for our podcast. Um, Wonder Woman versus Robo Hitler. Uh, you heard it here first. Uh, Ray's going to get better at fact checking. See you guys next time. Thank you.